The Living Traditions Festival is back Friday, May 17th through Sunday, May 19th at Washington Square Park in downtown Salt Lake City. You will find a global food court, live music, performances, art, workshops, Bohemian Brewery, and stuff for kids. Full disclosure, this is my favorite Salt Lake Festival. For details and to see the full program, visit livingtraditionsfestival.com or find them on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. Here's what Salt Lake's talking about. We're going to need every tool in the toolbox to solve our affordable housing crisis. And today we're focusing on one tool, missing middle housing. Odds are it's already tucked into your neighborhood. Oh, and have you ever heard anyone clearly define zoning? You're about to. It's Thursday, June 22nd. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Taylor Anderson, Building Salt Lake editor. When it comes to planning, zoning, land use kind of stuff, things can get jargoning real quick. So in simple terms, what is missing middle housing? Missing middle housing includes, it's, it's a range of housing types. So it's anything from a duplex, a triplex, a fourplex. Townhouses are missing middle. It's anything that's housing that sits in between single family houses and the bigger kind of mid-rise apartment complexes that we're all accustomed to in Salt Lake City. Is there a maximum number of floors? Like if I hit six floors, am I no longer missing middle? There's debate on that. So part of what makes it missing middle is that it's probably hiding in plain sight in your neighborhood, no matter where you are Mm. listening to this, unless it's like some of the newer built towns in Salt Lake County. You know, throughout Salt Lake City, especially the older neighborhoods have these duplexes, sometimes six or eight plexes that you always thought was, hey, it must be, maybe it's a duplex or maybe it's just a single family house, but it's actually hiding a number of units that have been there all along and you just didn't realize it. That's what else makes it missing middle. So there's debate over like whether there's a hard ceiling for the height of these things, but generally it's about two and a half to three stories, depending on the context of what's around it. Okay. Last question on the definition, because I feel like we also have a lot of these in Salt Lake, which is like old mansion-y looking houses. These, I feel like, are often popular with college students that have been converted into like a ton of apartments inside. Do those count? A hundred percent. Yeah. There's something called mansion apartments. You know, a lot of them were built in like the early 1900s and it was just you know, this is going to be the apartment building. And given the scale and the context of what's around it in the lower avenues, they have a ton of them. East Central, Central City, there's a lot of those types of mansion apartments. That's kind of a purpose-built apartment building that definitely is missing middle housing. And another type is just a large house that's been either converted into three or four units or has Mm -hmm. always just was built to be a fourplex that looks like kind of a larger lower avenues mansion type house that is actually an apartment building or a condo building. Yeah, those count for sure. Well, why is this type of housing so important to you? I've been a resident of missing middle housing a number of times. I When I wrote a story about this recently, I forgot a duplex that I lived in Marmalade. And it kind of made me realize that it's played a personal role in, in my own life. And it was more than just like reading the importance of this thing. Like I've actually benefited from this older housing stock that we've since made illegal to build. And I've been wanting to kind of probe around at like, what are the actual changes that we can make as cities and towns around 
Utah to allow this type of important housing to be built again today. And especially important when we think about things like housing affordability or the lack thereof. Missing middle, I mean, if you think about sharing a house, a building, a yard, parking, all these shared amenities, that is inherently going to be more affordable or less expensive than a like-for-like rental or, or even condo. If your only other option is a single-family house, you would spend less for that missing middle type of housing that, you know, our examples that I say are all around Salt Lake City are kind of locked in a sort of amber that they're not by and large being built today because our rules and regulations, not to get too wonky, they, they prohibit it from being built now in Salt Lake City and especially in towns throughout the Wasatch Front. Yeah, I grew up in a duplex and when I think about like for my mom, she was a single mom, had a, at the time when we moved in, she had like a three-year-old. Like to be in a house with a roommate would have been a lot more difficult than being in a house with a roommate ostensibly with a wall between them, <laughs> which is sort of what a duplex is, right? Like it was still a shared sort of space, which has its own perks like community care. Um, who is this housing supply for generally? I mean, it sounds like it could benefit landlords. Possibly. Um, it could also benefit, for instance, my, my house. We have a three-bedroom house, you know, and currently we're kind of growing into it. We just had a baby. She's about to turn one years old. And, you know, we can, we can use the three bedrooms. At a certain point down the line, if we don't need this third bedroom, if our zoning laws in Salt Lake City allowed me to, I could turn the room that I'm standing in now because of the layout of the house, I could turn this into a different separate unit and convert my house into a duplex if our zoning laws didn't prohibit me from doing that. So it's not just like corporate landlords that this would benefit. The other thing is the list of people that w are looking for this type of housing is growing rapidly every day. If you think about Baby boomers own more than half of all single family houses in the country right now. And this is a generation that is looking to age in place. They maybe are trying to resist going to a care facility. They're just looking at their options and their grown adult children are long since out of their houses. But when you don't have any other option to go somewhere, you're looking at potentially living alone in a care facility or maintaining this house that is getting harder and harder to upkeep as you get older. So baby boomers are a, a huge demographic that could benefit from this. That's why AARP is getting more and more involved in educating the public and advocating local governments around the, the changes that can make to legalize this type of housing. The other thing is that just like on a wide scale across the country, I know we might not have this big of a problem in Utah, but more people are deciding not to have kids. And so if that's the case, you know, think about people living in like Harriman. If you like Harriman, you maybe grew up there. Your options are like six bedroom houses with four bathrooms that like, if it's you and your partner, that's not really a good option for you. But you're going to run into very few options of anything other than that type of housing down there. So the list is, is already long and it's growing even longer every day. Well, missing is in the name, missing middle housing. Why don't we have more of it? Why is it missing? It's missing because we either intentionally or unintentionally zoned it out of existence. So zoning is the power of local governments to control what's built on private property 
at the base level, that's what it is. So our zoning codes in Salt Lake City and Salt Lake County and beyond have said things like, you must provide this much off-street parking. It either has to be in a garage or it can be in the open. Your land has to be this big. At, at a minimum, it has to be, say, 5,000 square feet or a quarter of an acre. And that's per unit. So say it was 5,000 square feet and you wanted to have two units on one lot, you would need 10,000 square feet. And if you look around the types of land that we have, the properties around Salt Lake City, that just like increasingly does not exist. So minimum lot sizes are a big reason why this type of housing is broadly illegal today. There's a lot of wonky ways that zoning just blocks you from doing it. When you read through the rules, you're going to hit one of these blockades that says, oh, nope, you can't build that duplex or that triplex. Um, oftentimes we even just say this zone is single family. We have probably 80% of the city in Salt Lake City is don't even think about building anything more than one house on one lot because that's the way that it is. That's the way that it's going to be. It wasn't always this way, but it became this way over passing decades as it became more popular across the United States. Are we seeing movement on this? Because I often walk past, there's kind of a little block near Central 9th where I feel like whenever I walk around there, I see a lot of infill. Are there parts of the city where we're seeing movement on zoning to be able to embrace more density? In Salt Lake City, yes. We've, we're making progress, and there are a couple of policies that are making their way through the process that might lead to more of this on a broader scale. Today, we only have like two or three zones that I would quantify as missing middle housing. When we see it built, it's typically townhouses, but you nailed it on the head. Central 9th has, it's a missing middle district. The busier streets have maybe four or five stories, and then the side north-south residential streets like Washington and Jefferson, that's where the city actually intentionally took a stab and said, this is going to be our missing middle zone. So they said, we don't really, you know, here are the broad rules of what you can build here. It can be no more than two and a half stories, which is generally what you would consider the max for missing middle. And go take a stroll down these streets that you've already noticed are developing into a little missing middle district. Um, Central Ninth is a great They're example. Cute. They're cute. They're super fun because you're like, you poke around the corner and you're like, ah, it's a house. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because it's being developed for a mix of income levels in Central Nice too. You know, we have rentals mm -hmm. that I might not call missing middle housing there, but they have no parking because there's no parking requirements in Central Ninth. And so that's a huge chunk of money that you're not paying for as a renter each month. We have four mm -hmm. unit condo buildings that have been built there that when you see the sticker price, you might say, oh, that looks expensive. But when you consider the other options for like a big family-sized unit, if your other choice is a new built single family house, you're going to be paying a lot more than when you're sharing four walls. So Central Ninth is a great, great example. The other zoning type that we've recently updated as a city is RMF 30, RMF being residential multifamily, 30 being 30 feet high. And uh, for a long, long time, the city had actually had rules that didn't make any sense, and they effectively blocked most anything happening in that zone. But they have come along to, they updated that zoning type to make it make more sense and make it more feasible for uh, developers to add missing middle housing in that. So those are our two most, I would say, common missing middle zoning types.
Whenever posture comes up in conversation, we all do that thing where we immediately sit upright and pull our shoulders back. Did you do it just now? I did a movement session with Chandler at Embodied Patience, and after a few gentle corrections, I was surprised to find sitting up straight is incredibly easy. Chandler's practice combines over a decade of study in yoga, Pilates, and the Alexander Technique. So why should you invest in your posture? Let's start with the link between better posture and better breathing. Whether you're returning to activity from an injury, looking to manage pain, or just have the sense things could be a little easier, Chandler will teach you to create sustainable movement habits so that you can enjoy the things you love for longer. Maybe that's running marathons. Maybe it's walking the dog. Visit embodiedpatience.com to book a session with Chandler and give yourself the gift of your own attention. Spring is when leases expire, and if you're looking for a new or better apartment situation, here's the scoop at Ico Fort Union. Fort Union is Ico's newest build in Cottonwood Heights off 1300 East and 6720 South. And as they say in real estate, location, location, location. Ico Fort Union puts you 10 minutes from the mouth of Big Cottonwood Canyon and central to all the Fort Union shops and restaurants, but the complex is located on a dead-end street, so you get peace. Ico Fort Union offers studio, one, two, and three-bedroom apartment homes, plus these very cool three-bedroom work-live apartments, so if you're starting something new, you can live above your business space. Amenities include a pet spa, a spin loft, a bike hub, and EV charging stations. And they are signing leases right now. So visit liveatfortunion.com for a tour. Well, I want to talk about who is responsible for some of these zoning decisions, because it is very Salt Lake to be mad at the city Though, as Fox 13's Ben Winslow likes to say, all roads lead to the legislature. (laughs) Is there a Utah legislative intervention happening here, or is it all in the city's hands to make these kinds of zoning decisions? The sentiment is growing that, as a state, we have a serious affordable housing problem. And I think Mm -hmm. that we are slowly getting to a point where the legislature is realizing that Salt Lake City can't shoulder the housing burden on its own. That's not going to work, and it's not going to work for Provo. It's not going to work for Utah County and the rest of the state. Yeah. So we saw this with a law two years ago that legalized ADUs, accessory dwelling units, our lovely internal or backyard cottage house that we've talked about before. The legislature yeah. said, you know, cities cannot block people who want to add an ADU inside their house. So that was one step in this direction that makes me think that they are serious about making changes to allow for some housing affordability to return to Utah. But they do represent these towns that they might think that their zoning is just fine. They think that they are a single family town that always has been and always will be. Harriman shouldn't have triplexes. It's the place for big houses. It's this source of tension that it's not as easy as like all things run to the legislature one bill will fix this all. Hmm. So, and it also gets to like, it is inherently a local issue. Like each city has its own local ordinances that yes, are affected by what's happening on Capitol Hill, but they can take a stab. Salt Lake City could take a stab and say, 
you know, we will allow duplexes citywide for the first time in 28 years. And that wouldn't run up against any state law that would prevent that from happening. So, I mean, another, I think, popular tension in Salt Lake is on the one hand, we have, as you've said, this affordable housing crisis and seems like across the board housing crisis. And on the other hand, people hate all the apartment complexes that we're seeing going up. Like a lot of them build themselves as luxury. They've got this sort of look that is not necessarily always charming. What's the difference between missing middle housing and the kind of apartments that we're seeing like ready-made showing up in the city? The whole point of Missing Middle is that it takes into account the context of the surrounding neighborhood. So a lot of the tension, if you think about like North Temple, we have this zoning for like two blocks in either direction off of North Temple that allows for these bigger, boxy 200-unit apartment buildings, that that's what's happening. The zoning allows for that, and that's what's being built because that's the maximum way to earn money through real estate if you're a developer. That's just the system that the city set into motion, and that's what we're seeing play out. Missing middle is is different. This is everything in between that, which is causing tension, and what, what exists, which are single-family houses. And it's, it's all about scale. They're not the Fourth South apartments or the North Temple Corridor apartments that we're seeing going up. Um, these historically, for a very long time, have played a, an important role in housing. And you might not have even known they were there, but they're hiding in plain sight. Well, and it feels like part of the reason they're able to camouflage is because they don't just match the neighborhood in scale, they match it in character. Right. So how are Salt Lake City and some surrounding municipalities growing this type of housing supply? What can be done? So you can look at things like parking minimums when you think Mm. of like where you're going to store cars on a lot if it's already kind of pushing up with the the limits for the lot size and all that. Like that's, that's a big big one. And parking is uh, just such a hot topic. And people think that they own the street, but they don't even get me started. But parking's a mafia. Parking's a mafia. <laughs> parking is a mafia. Um, they can look at things like like minimum lot sizes. There are certain poison pills and cities should look through their zoning codes if they think that this type of housing or these types of houses can play an important role in returning Utah to a place where we can find some housing affordability for the people that do and and hope to live here, um, there's a, a myriad of different ways that you can tweak your zoning code to make this more feasible to build. I mean, do we need missing middle housing in order to solve our affordable housing crisis? We have boomers that own more than half of the houses in the U.S., and they not all of them, but many of them are looking for another option that doesn't even exist. So yes, we need housing types that... You're going to pay less to share a wall. You're going to pay less for a duplex, like a two-bed, one-bath duplex, than you would for a four-bed, two-bath, single-family house. And if you're living with your partner, you don't have kids, maybe you're living alone, that's going to be a better option for you than a single-family house. And right now, by and large, we just aren't allowing that to be built today. So what we have in place is often getting run down. It's, It's just going through the process of aging out. And at a certain point, we're going to find ourselves way behind the eight ball. I think about this a lot because whenever I walk around the lower avenues, which I lovingly refer to as old ladies in big houses, (laughs) and it's like, who? Salt Lake City School District is literally closing, about to close elementary schools. Like, who is going to buy this six-bedroom, multi-million dollar home in the lower avenues and, like, put what family in it? Like, 
Who has four kids? It's crazy. And ironically, school enrollment is often used as a, a way to oppose new housing. People say, what about the mm. infrastructure? The schools are going to get overrun. Like we could use every child that we can get living in Salt Lake City right now. And yeah. that's happening in cities all across America right now. And I really do think that has a bit to do with, with this, among other issues. Huh, that's interesting. Well, I mean, this type of housing, missing middle housing, it does break from a lot of people's cultural ideas of homeownership, like single family home, yard, white picket fence, blow up pool in the back, right? American dream stuff. What does it take to change the way we think about homeownership and what that looks like in our communities? I think that missing middle can play a role in helping provide opportunities for homeownership, whether that's, and we're not at this point yet, but again, allowing an ADU that is now able to be family size to be a starter home, split the lot, sell that, that's your first entry into homeownership. Um, that's one option. There's also a missing middle housing type that's called cottage courts. And we have a few different examples of these in Salt Lake City where whether they're attached and it's kind of a row home style, but they're like single family houses that share a wall. Um, there's one of those right by Alchemy Coffee. Give me a call. I'll take you down there. We'll take a look at why it's important because when those types of houses come for sale, there's some of the most affordable houses in the entire city. So this doesn't have to mean rentals. It's not always just rentals. In America right now, we're seeing a big shift toward building rentals over for sale products, unless it's, again, a single family house in the suburbs. That's where houses are being built by and large. But if we want to see a return to home ownership in the city and especially starter homes and, you know, first time home ownership, like this is the opportunity to do that. Taylor Anderson, Building Salt Lake editor. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. A few months ago, we did an episode of this show called Why Aren't These Vacant Buildings Housing? Our team kidnapped Salt Lake City Planning Director Nick Norris and drove him around to different abandoned structures to ask him, why isn't this housing and how do we make it housing? If you missed that episode, I linked it in the show notes, but I've also got an update for you on one of the structures. The LDS Church-owned Liberty Wells Recreation Center at 700 South and 400 East is going to be reworked by Ivory Construction in agreement with the church. According to Building Salt Lake, the recreation center itself will become 30 units of one- and two-bedroom apartments, and then another 36 brand-new townhomes will go up next door. Will that make the church missing middle housing? I think so. That is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. 